Hainan is becoming something new that you cannot miss. If you miss, sorry, the chances or the train is gone. We opened one new pavilion called Premium Chinese Products. We are very highly attached to uh, making the platform not only for international companies to get better understanding or better access to enter China's 1.4 billion huge consumer market, also to help or to give support for the Chinese very good companies to learn and go out to the uh, right. other countries to go international markets. We are impressed by the size of the exposure in Hainan uh, with more than 600 new products released this year. Uh, it's probably the biggest expo that I have attended actually until now. How to uh, streamline the relationship and how to empower the local decision making from the central government to the local ones. So that's something that needs to be watched. Because Hainan Island is so large, 30 times as large as Hong Kong, and therefore it does not only need a roadmap for a general development, but they also need a face-to-face -face approach, you know, to develop different regions and develop different industries that can give a very clear picture uh, for those potential investors to stay. The Chat Lounge. Chat Lounge. Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Welcome to The Chat Lounge. I'm Tu Yun. Joining our discussion on Hainan and the annual China International Consumer Products Expo held here are Ruslan Tulanov. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Right, right. Right, thanks. Global Media Officer of the Hainan Provincial Bureau of International Economic Development, organizer of the Hainan Expo. Shen Zijun, Managing Director of AXA Climate Greater China, and Dr. Liu Baocheng, Director of the Center for the Beijing-based International Business Ethics at University of International Business and Economics. So Baocheng is now joining us via WeChat. Actually, we hope you can be with us on site here at the Expo. It's seeing tens of thousands of visitors every day. This is Asia's largest consumer goods expo, the Hainan Expo. It's been held in the island province capital, Haikou. Um, Ruslan, I understand you are from Kazakhstan. Right. And why did you decide to join the Hainan Provincial Bureau of um, International Economic Development and stay on this um, southernmost island province in China? in well, the first place. <clears throat> all right. So basically, I've been studying in China for almost 13 years. My first stop was here in Hainan. I graduated from Hainan University uh, back in 2015 with the bachelor degree of the business administration. I have a huge feeling for this island. I think it's my second hometown. Mm. Uh, even though I'm from Kazakhstan, it's like very far away place. But when I was a kid, I always dreamed of living in an uh, island province mm -hmm. with the uh, very beautiful eco environment with the uh, blue sky and the huge ocean mm. uh, with a lot of forests and a lot of natural resources and as everybody knows i guess hainan doesn't have a winter so which is doesn't affect my studies uh. Uh, so basically um, i think everything happened back in 2018 or 19 uh, when the first time the president xi jinping has uh, visited not the first time visited, but uh, he visited Hainan to the um, very important ceremony, which is the anniversary of the 30 years of establishing the province Hainan. Uh -huh. 
right? So he announced that China supporting Hainan to build the world's largest free trade port with the Chinese characteristics and giving a lot of preferential policies and the opportunities. So um, I always think of finding some good job and then in the place where I feel like a home. So that's actually the place Hainan and now is the world's largest free trade port as I truly believe. I mean, it is the job that we are doing every day, promoting the Hainan free trade port construction to inviting the uh, international and a lot of domestic enterprises, transnational companies, a lot of uh, talents to mm. do the entrepreneurship here to Hainan and to build Hainan as the world's largest free trade port with the world's uh, most influential free trade ports in the world. So we are improving the business environment here. We're inviting a lot of companies to have the inspections, to see the opportunities here. Actually, our bureau is really attached with this task. Mm. So it's not like it's a job, but it's a task that we need to accomplish. So as you mentioned many times, Hainan Provincial Bureau of International Economic Development, but we call ourselves also as uh, Hainan IEDB. Mm. So we are the uh, first uh, provincial level statutory body established um, in China, the first one provincial level mm. statutory body. So basically we're like um, Hong Kong HKTDC, uh, like Singapore EDB, and now Hainan Free Trade Port has its own Hainan IEDB. So, in 2019, April 11, when the uh, Hainan IDB was established, I have understand that it's going to become like a very important organization which is going to attract many uh, foreign direct investment, a lot of, invite a lot of talents, do a lot of uh, international things and build Hainan as a free trade port and um, to make Hainan as a very globally influential place. So. I was really in got interested, it attracted me. And then another one very important thing is that Hainan IDB allows to recruit the foreigners, which mm. is also very good. So what I did is I sent my CV, I did my um, interview and those steps, steps, and then I have joined uh, Hainan IDB on October 2019, I think. And now mm. it's almost three years. My work is very happy. I think we are doing many great things. Every year we are uh, having the Hainan Expo. Last year on May we had the uh, first Hainan Expo, which was very, very, I think, very, very successful. Not only because we say it's successful, but the feedback from the uh, participants. And now this year we are now doing the uh, second Hainan Expo. And then now we always already receiving a lot of feedback that now this year the expo is more professional, we'll, more We'll talk about the feedback later sure. in the show. I think uh, Hainan IDB, they made um, you know, right or perfect choice by taking you on board. <laughs> Once I, I, you I, start I, I, on I, this, things you cannot stop. Correct me if, if I'm wrong. I understand the size of this year's event is larger than that of, uh, of last year. Can you give us some details about the event and how did you achieve this result? against the backdrop of a, a slowing Chinese economy? I think um, holding the Hainan Expo, initially this year it mentioned to be to happen in April. And because of some reasons, as mm. everybody knows, we have postponed. It was a big uh, challenge for us to actually halt, to help the state level expo in this year. Mm. There is no other way to choose. 
Uh, there is no any B plan, no any other options. It is to hold. I think um, important thing is not about the size itself, but this year more importantly, everybody's attention is attached on how to hold this kind of big, large event safely. So the safety is number one priority for the organizing committee and for the for the Minister of Commerce of China mm -hmm. and for the Hainan Provincial Government and each department uh, which is attached with the uh, work of the uh, Expo. And safety is most important. I think we did a lot of great job by making, I mean, the passes, very basic case, right? Our passes, every badges. We made very innovative way of including all the personal information, health QR code, COVID test result in one data system. Mm. So what is the big advantage of China? Is the um, science, is the big data, it's the new innovative platforms. Mm. And we have actually used it in full manner, this advantage of China in terms of creating this kind of very flexible but very easy way to get uh, access to the uh, do the explanations for the safety of us. And so it's always worth um, waiting because this it's, expo uh, it, it was postponed for two or three months. Right. So, so, so what about the size of this year's sure. event? As I mentioned already, mm. the one number one priority is the size, but we cannot forget about the uh, amazing effect, right? Sure. So in China, we call in Chinese we call it anquan, which is yeah. safety, and then second. How many how many exhibitors are we having here this year? Uh, we have around 2,800, more than 2,800 brands participating. So basically, it's not only the uh, international, a lot of multinational companies are participating. Mm. Actually, many of the brands, many of the companies are the uh, not newcomers. Oh. They have joined the first expo and they're the uh, they're joining the second expo. And also, we have a lot of newcomers. But I think most importantly. My attention is attached on that, how the uh, China's 31 provinces plus Xinjiang uh, construction corps mm. joined, which means the uh, whole China is here, all right. China regions is here. And then we also have included new thing. We opened one new pavilion called Premium Chinese Products, uh -huh. which is the Guochaoguan. Uh, we are very highly attached of uh, making the platform not only for international companies to get better understanding or better access to enter the China's uh, 1.4 billion huge consumer market, but mm. also to help or to give support for the Chinese very good companies to um, learn and go out to the uh, right. other countries to go international markets. Mm. So the platform has a very huge uh, advantage of building the um, dual circulation of the markets, international plus domestic dual circulation. It is the also China's uh, one of the goals to to build a dual circulation. Indeed, uh, the Guochaoguan is quite a um, huge, you know, eye-catching. So basically, the, well. the whole size uh, compared to the last year we have increased. So now it is hundred thousand square meters. Last year it was eighty thousand square meters. Mm. And Ruslan just mentioned about um, safety, sure. and we have here an expert on safety uh, with AXA, one of the world's leading um, insurance company, right? So my question is, AXA Climate as an insurance provider, why is it here? As people you know, may understand why big cosmetic brands or dairy or, or fashion products are here at the Consumer Goods Expo, so why are you here? 
actually when people think about consumptions, usually they think about luxury, they think about material goods. But actually service has definitely a plus within the consumption, mm-hmm. especially with the economic growth as well as the increase of disposal income. I deeply believe that people in Hainan as well as in many free trade zones like in Hong Kong and other regions will ask for more and more high quality services as well. Uh, that's basically the reason why AXA is here this year. Mm. And I, we deeply believe that the Hainan Expo is held to serve the construction and development of the Hainan free trade zone. Mm. That's why insurance has definitely a place here uh, with no exception. For example, we help to create sustainable tourism. We create to, we help to create sustainable supply chain. Uh, that's why the theme of AXA this year is climate change and ESG. Mm. And we work with different partners, including governments, uh, private stakeholders, to promote the idea of climate change and ESG here. And so far, how fruitful is AXA Climate's plan at the Expo? Uh, sure. So AXA Climate, uh, as the name indicates, is working on different topics like climate change, biodiversity, carbon, and so on. So we have, uh, during the Expo, signed different kind of strategic partnerships uh, with Hainan IDB, mm-hmm. as well as very brand, international brand of, uh, let's say, service companies as well in mm-hmm. the private sectors. And uh, we hopefully explore different kind of opportunities into uh, sustainable agriculture supply chain in Hainan province. Then do you have your, you know, outlook? How, what kind of business opportunities here in China? Sure. So China is a, has a, so AXA climate. So mm. China has a very complex climate situations. Uh, and many industries are facing severe challenge from climate change. Uh, sea level will impact the supply chain of the world as well as the free trade zone, of course. Uh, it, will imply, it will impact logistics, warehousing, agriculture, food security, many, many things. And people will choose a different way of traveling for tourism as well, because uh, the conception of ESG and low carbon will be the new fashion. Mm. Yeah, and that's why we are here. Uh, we provide different kind of services, including advisory training uh, to the public governments as well as corporates to increase the awareness of climate change. Mm. Yeah. It seems you, you've got a, a great ambition sure. here in China sure. about this market. But um, Bao Cheng. Do you think AXA is too optimistic about China's market? Well, the ambition is really the driver for any companies or individuals to succeed and they do see a strong potential because China is the largest emitter of carbon dioxide so far and therefore the Chinese government are so much so resolved to uh, reduce carbon emission by contributing to global climate change. So all of these really provide the right type of a macro policy and uh, uh, the crucial need uh, by this uh, entire market. However, we do see that uh, on the micro level uh, decision, the potential is potential. The uh, reality is reality. So how uh, they can really make the right type of uh, equation uh, between the existing market and how much investment should be there mm. to educate the market and explore uh, the potential into the uh, more of exist- existent market needs that needs 
a lot of lobby work with uh, uh, both central and local government, particularly those bureaucrats that are looking after this one. And the other is how to motivate uh, companies, uh, particularly to participate in uh, such a collective package uh, that can really address uh, not only the uh, public good, but also to promote their uh, sustainability on a micro basis. So this is really a very challenging task, but uh, it could be very rewarding. But uh, if you, uh, the, the, the warning is that if people invest too far ahead with too big ambition, they may get burned, uh, you know, halfway on the road. So that's, you know, business. Indeed, uh, step by step, I think they will get uh, some good results, just as um, the Hainan Expo. And Bao Cheng, um, it's a pity that you, you cannot be here, but I know that you are following this expo very closely. Um, so I'm wondering what's the most impressive feature or exhibit you've noticed at this year's uh, expo? Ruslan just uh, mentioned this domestically produced uh, high quality products. What would be your choice? Well, this would be the uh, the favorite topic of Rosalem, uh, and uh, indeed, uh, yes, I just I, I just read that I you know they have uh, more than uh, sixteen hundred brands, and uh, with the participants uh, participating countries from more than sixty, and there are also a lot of new products that are uh, first appear on the market. Chinese domestic brands are there to compete, and this is really very interesting and also very encouraging as the Chinese to see that uh, when Chinese uh, companies used to mimic all the uh, brands across the world and now they are creating their own indigenous uh, brands that are recognizable on a global basis and Hainan does provide the right type of uh, venue for them to show to the world that uh, uh, it is not only made in China but created and uh, also the initiated in China so that's something uh, that's very important. The other significance is that uh, because Hainan is uh, highly positioned on strategic basis by the central government uh, to be the free port, uh, which really bears a large potential because it is, uh, you know, the third time is uh, as large as that of Hong Kong. And uh, therefore, it leaves a lot more prospects for business to explore. So this is really a rehearsal of how a free port with bonded warehouses, with the uh, exhibition of uh, the top brands, and uh, with also the uh, right type of policies and privileges to support a free port. So, uh, you know, from last year until uh, this second round, there has been a huge success and a, a lot more experience has accumulated. And so this really paved the way for uh, Hainan to gradually move on the path of uh, a real free port because uh, uh, we do see that in a couple of years that uh, they're going to seal this free port. And uh, this is really a trial run, I mean, as part of the entire free port strategy. And so uh, people uh, like Roslam and uh, many other uh, can really, uh, you know, find their right type of career, and also they can really be the uh, icon, uh, even uh, for China to further open a store to the world and also benefit the Chinese conception market. The Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Let me go to Ruslan. Um, what would be your favorite um, feature of this exhibit? 
personally speaking? I think uh, two things are kind of very innovative for us and we're learning on it. Uh, we didn't have it last year. Uh, we had, but the size was very small. So two, maybe three things that I want to mention. First, of course, as already Liu Laosha mentioned, right? Uh, which is the new product release. So we have invited the um, more than 20, 28 companies and brands to release the uh, new product, world's new product, or China new product, or Asia Pacific new product. So, Which one would you say is the most innovative? Because I, I, I've seen a lot of cosmetic products. I'm not quite sure if it's... Okay, so if transparently, I like spirits. I like alcohol, so I saw many, what's, many, What's innovative many, about that? Because it's a new products, and then secondly, my work is uh, also not only giving an interview, but also uh, attracting the uh, foreign companies to participate in the expo. So I am attached for the spirits industry. Secondly, okay, I think we hold the fashion week. As you saw that we're not only supporting the big companies, big brands, but we also would like to support the small designer, China small designer brands, small brands that is not really like a familiar, like maybe L'Oreal or Estee Lauder or Ports or, I don't know, Karl Lagerfeld. But those brands are also highly um, interesting and highly valued. And for them, we have created the Fashion Week with the catwalk. We have invited a lot of models. Every day we have uh, three or four catwalks. And uh, it's also very important for us because we would like to build Hainan as um, fashion. Indeed. Like, uh, I can't say luxury, but very high-end premium uh, location. So uh, our main goal is to build Hainan as uh, globally influentially consumption and tourism destination, international consumption and destination. Third, I think a lot of um, forums we had, like uh, on the 26th Global Consumption Innovation and Duty-Free Travel Retail Forum, when, where, where we invited a lot of uh, professional researchers and a lot of um, firms to release the, uh, a lot of reports about the uh, China's consumption, about the uh, markets grow about the Hainan free trade port, etc., etc. Second, I think very important is we have also helped the um, green consumption, eco-friendly, uh, sustainable uh, consumption forum, which was also great because uh, we have invited a lot of nice, and good, very respective, I believe, uh, organizations to be the moderators and hosts to have uh, topics on the uh, green consumption. And also we had a lot of reports sending out and then also, of course, a lot of, uh, I think, uh, in the China market, for the Chinese companies and brands, we have also created the platform to release the uh, nice report and then to get the understanding forums, uh, international investment promotion forums, etc., etc. So those, I think, for me, that those are even more important than the only exhibition. Exhibition is beautiful, yes. You have a lot of brands, but what is the content? What is going to be the um, continuous expo? So never ending expo. In Chinese we call So we would like to have an expo which is going to be continued for 360 more days, you know? Online, offline. Exactly. And Zijun, your take? 
So first, we are impressed by the size of the exposure in Hainan, uh, with more than 600 new products released this year. Uh, it's probably the biggest expo that I have attended actually until now. Uh, so we see a deep potential of consumption in Hainan and, uh, and its potential in the future. However, we uh, also see that uh, the majority of the exhibition are for the material goods, while uh, intangible services are sometimes missing. In order to construct Hainan as a very high-end, premium, uh, I would say, free zone of China, uh, like in Hong Kong and other regions, services and luxury are quite important as well. That's also why AXA, as an international uh, service provider, has a big exhibition here as well. Indeed. Ruslan, I know you are quite familiar with this whole show. So what would be the new consumption trends at the expo as we speak? I think it's um, for the foreign uh, exhibitors, I think important is not only to participate the expo and then showcase their products, do a lot of uh, marketing and stuff like that, because they do it everywhere, not only in the national exhibitions, but also outside by themselves, right? Because I'm very familiar with the brands. I did PR as well for many years. So I think for them it's more important through the expo to understand the um, consumers. Because um, now the uh, consumption is totally changing, I think. is having um, before maybe is like offline, a lot of premium boutiques they built and then the uh, consumers go there. But now it's getting more online, totally changing the way of consumption. And especially it happened, I think, in, during the uh, pandemic period, I think. And, uh, and then secondly, I think the uh, international companies are also here to learn from the Chinese companies and brands because recently I know that the uh, many well Chinese brands are doing really great in the marketing with the uh, connection directly with the consumers. And some of the brands are doing even better than international brands. So this is something that... Um, in which sector? In, in, in connecting... Uh, no, not only, not only. Consumption, uh, consumer products is not only cosmetics, okay? Right, it's it's, a it's a totally different. It's a, a lot of industries, uh, spirits, is a, is a, is a, is a food, is a supply chain, is a cosmetics, it is a bags, accessories, uh, watches and jewelry. It, everything is a consumption. No, Basically, I consumption mean, is very fruitful. Uh, very, in which sector Chinese brands are doing better? Yeah, I think, um, okay, so they're doing great in the fashion. Basically, is uh, you know the clothes. Secondly, I think uh, doing great in again in the beauty sector, doing great in the beauty sector, which is as well you mentioned like uh, perfumes, uh, like uh, this kind of. Uh, I don't use because I don't know. So you really, yeah. but I know that what they are doing uh, because I do a lot of research on this time. Mm, I so, understand L'Oreal. They're going to invest more in Chinese brands, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So now a lot of. Uh, international brands are acquiring the uh, Chinese brands. Indeed. But what, of course, what I would like, it is not to say that it's bad or something, but what I would like to have like strong Chinese brands to be internationally recognizable and have the, uh, in, have the some competition with the international brands, even like with L'Oreal, for example, even though they are the world's largest huge 
group which has a lot of brands. I have full respect. This is something very nicely achieved. But also we would like to have a, see more Chinese brands going international and then having a very very healthy competition with the international. Only by the competition, I think the market will grow in three aspects. First, I think the brand, more brands. Second is the quality, high quality. And the third is the pricing, co competitive pricing. So why in the Hainan Free Trade Port, we, of course our advantage is that a lot of tourists coming to Hainan, they can enjoy the 100,000 uh, offshore duty-free policy and they can go buy a lot of consuming products. Now, a lot of uh, these operators of the duty-free shopping malls, they are not only inviting international brands to be presented there, but they're also inviting a lot of Chinese brands to be there and then to also uh, be very easily accessible for the Chinese consumers because now Hainan Free Trade Port is world's largest duty-free island now. Because of, I think because of Hainan, I think uh, many international brands, I wouldn't say survived, but they helped them to sure. stabilize and stay on the market. Right. Um Bao Cheng, do you share similar observation when it comes to new consumption trends in China? Yeah, on a personal note, I would advise the uh, Roslam to look at the yachts, uh, which is highly featured. And uh, if you know that you really enjoy the island life, uh, you know, to have the uh, yacht of your own is something that can be very proud. And so... For uh, Hainan to be positioned as a free port, this is really the strategic ambition set up by uh, the Chinese government. Uh, they do have a large potential to uh, move ahead, but uh, there are a number of challenges. I would like to take this opportunity to look at it, because sure. if you really go out Google in the Internet about the conception Expo, it is more of the Chinese media that are boasting out all of this. So therefore, as a platform brand for this conception at the uh, Expo, uh, there's a lot more work that need to be done to okay. be really to, uh, to make it really internationally recognizable. There is no sense of blaming, but uh, you know because this, this is only the second run. So, yeah, that's uh, what what I was going to say. More. Don't be yeah. too harsh. It's I, only the second yeah, time. Right. Yeah. And, and I, so I think I think also I think Lula also I think okay. They they need more people like Rosalind to have international background and to understand and appreciate uh, what China can offer. And so therefore uh, they need a whole fleet of uh, people to manage uh, this uh, uh, entire endeavor and although Hong Kong is 30 times smaller. They really enjoy global uh, reputation for one reason, that because they have a number of great universities. Hainan University is fine producing people like uh, Roslyn, but uh, they need more of uh, really top-notch universities to be to be operating over there to provide the uh, the, the high-end uh, quality people. Because if you talk about a high-end products, they need to be handled by high-end people for those high-end consumers. Right, so, but uh, as yeah. you know, Hainan Expo is actually a, a latecomer and there is a lot of catch-up to do, obviously. We all understand that. But um, let's focus on this um, 
as Baoqing, you, you and uh, Rosalind both mentioned that um, the expo is set to, to further promote um, consumption. It's a national strategy to further promote consumption upgrade in Hainan or even in the entire country. To respond to, to, to your, directly your question is that, of course, you know, the Chinese consumption power is something that's very scary. Even during the last three years, with the interruption of the pandemic, uh, you know, there has been a surge of uh, luxuries imports. Uh, you know, the, when in one year we registered more than 60% of increase, and even in, 2000, uh, uh, in 2021, there has also been a surge of uh, 36% uh, in the luxury one, uh, luxury goods imports into China. So this is something that's uh, very impressive and even confusing because people might say, okay, you know, where's a lot more uncertainty going on with jobs, where's income, etc. You know, why China is still able to afford so many luxury brands. So because, you know, the economy is really there to boost the confidence and people have uh, a larger share of shape, uh, of uh, their saving. And uh, uh, over the past 10 years, if you look at the uh, Chinese statistic figure, the angles coefficient has been declining very rapidly. People spend far less on food and uh, basic necessities. And so the rising middle class and the upper middle class are the, really there to be more fitted for uh, what can be offered uh, in the uh, free ports uh, for Hainan. So uh, this is really something that's really attractive to all global brands that are over there. And of, of course, that can also boost the Chinese brands uh, because only with a very strong domestic buying base, Chinese brands can really boost and also get their uh, global re uh, reputation. Mm, so, uh, Baocheng, you're saying the exhibitors, especially you know, uh, luxury goods providers you just mentioned, will not miss their target at the expo. They will achieve what they want, right? Well, immediately the uh, they achieve tax free, and uh, uh, also they uh, this is there to uh, get them also uh, you know the at least stand in the queue for invitation uh, to be permanently positioned over there because this is a part of the Chinese culture that uh, you know only when you are there to uh, to grow with me from the very beginning you can be. Uh, uh, you can really be uh, rewarded over later on all the policy approaches. You know, look at the Chinese insurance insurance industry, a Prudential and uh, uh, many other companies used to be in China for or telecom industry, like you know the uh, some American brands. Only when they are there to be with China from very beginning, or even from the very beginning of designing of such sort of platform, and they can really benefit a lot because China really is there uh, put a lot more emphasis on long-term friendship and fidelity. The Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Hmm, talking about uh, insurance, Zhijun, you got anything to say there or add? So regarding insurance, I think uh, China uh, is opening to what the whole financial sector of China is opening to the world. That's why we see uh, more and more uh, insurance companies, international banks like AXA and, and other international corporations are entering into the Chinese market. As many people have realized that the Chinese market of consumption of financial services 
is very strong. We have more and more upper middle class which are asking for high quality products which AXA as international, I would say, brand would like to satisfy the needs of local customers. Uh, we see uh, clearly a different a consumption pattern regarding the local customers. The new generation is coming. They are living a different lifestyle compared to their parents 30 years ago. They have different consumption patterns. They would like to very tailor-made services to them. Uh, they prefer not only high-quality product, material product, but also a very uh, high-end services. Uh, that's why we we are entering, I would say, this market of upper middle class to bring innovative solutions and people are more learning towards ESG and climate. I have seen many, many brands, they are, they are marketing towards, I would say, ecological friendly cosmetics or even luxury products are making noise on the ESG and so on. So I think these are new consumption trends that all brands, regardless international ones or domestic ones, need to catch up. And there are many, many niche markets uh, because people are asking for diversified products, not one product for everyone. So that's uh, the thing that we have observed during our presence of more than 20 years in China. Uh, ended. Then does uh, AXA have any plan to open any branches here in Hainan to you know, make full use of its uh, free trade port um, position or advantages? Uh, during this Hainan expositions, we have signed a strategic agreement with the Hainan IDB uh, and uh, we are exploring different opportunities, including services of, around the construction and development of the free trade port. Uh, we are exploring sectors like high-end medical insurance as well. So we are definitely looking into this and to let's say, better serve our local customers in China as well as in Hainan. In just a few words, I think <clears throat> AXA is a great company, it's a French company, insurance is the world's largest insurance company and um, large China largest foreign insurance company. So in this year in the Hanan Expo, the France is the guest country of honor. So we have been joined by many, many very good French companies. I think this is the result. So everybody can see this is the uh, great case study. So basically, from point of our Hainan IDB, our job is not only limitation on the uh, inviting to participate in the Hainan Expo, but how to make these exhibiting companies to become investors of the Hainan, because investors in the Hainan, Ex uh, Hainan Free Trade Port. And the Hainan Expo is a, it's a business card of the Hainan Free Trade Port. It's a platform where they not only exhibit, but they can also learn a lot of policies, uh, a lot of opportunities here. Um, many well-known brands already has established companies here in Hainan. For example, name few, uh, Richmond, which is the world's largest luxury group company. Uh, Swiss owns many very well-known brands like Vicheron Constantin, Panerai, Pomi Mossier, etc., etc. And they participated the expo last year, and we IDB provided the service to establish a company here and they have now a local team. And another company that I would like to also mention is the uh, De Beers, one of the world's largest diamond producers. is a huge jewelry producer in the world. So they have already established a company in uh, Hainan, in Haiko, in the bonded zone area. And actually they're utilizing and using the Hainan free trade ports 
very unique policy, which is the 30% um, value-added processing. You know that 30% value-added processing policy is the uh, very unique one. I think it's only in Hainan, yes. And uh, which means that if the certain product produced in Hainan and the value-added reaches 30%, when the product is, is entered the uh, China other places, regions, it is exempted from the uh, import tariff. You know, so basically it's uh, processed in Hainan and this is very important. This is also, uh, uh, I think um, we are developing the uh, jewelry diamonds industry here in Hainan. So I highly recommend the uh, other international and domestic uh, companies from these sectors to highly consider the Hainan as a key point, like gateway or like a very big door to enter the China market. Another thing I would like to mention about, I've heard uh, Liu Laoshe, teacher Liu, he mentioned about Hainan should um, highly consider the uh, yacht industry. Yes, yacht industry, it is one of the important, very important industries of the Hainan Free Trade Port because when the yachts are imported to Hainan, it is the uh, duty-free. It's like exempted from the import tariff, exempted from the value-added tax, exempted from the consumption tax. So the, compared with the other parts of China, the yachts, if you buy here, it's much more cheaper. And then I would like to thank you, Dr. Liu. Uh, thank you so much for uh, giving a very very high rating for me but I think is not only me but also many many very talented people here in Hainan doing a great job of really promoting Hainan Free Trade Port, inviting international companies, providing the best service, improving the um, business environment here in Hainan and every year a lot of a lot of very good talents also the China talents, Chinese, a lot of young people are coming here to do a lot of entrepreneurship, joining many well-known companies and also a lot of international people, uh, which are currently, of course, which uh, based in China, they can easily travel to Hainan. They're now relocating, they're staying and they're coming to Hainan to improve the uh, each industry. For example, I know the French guy who is a managing director of the one yacht port. So he's recruiting a lot of yacht companies to the Sanya and a lot of yachts uh, are sold in Hainan. So now it's a yacht uh, paradise. Mm -hmm. I also know a lot of um, people, for example, one person from, also doctor from Netherlands. Now he's working in the um, uh, Boao Hope City, which is the experimental medical zone of uh, China in Hainan, Boao Lecheng. And, uh, you know, they have very unique policies like uh, many um, imported drugs, which has the FDA certificate from the uh, from the recognized countries, those drugs and apparatus can be directly used in Hainan. Basically, for those kind of drugs and apparatus, if they enter China market, they need to have a world data center, like a data collection, to get the approval and takes a certain period of years long term but in Hainan the speed could be easily processed and also as, I, as everybody already mentioned about the consumption duty free etc I think Hainan uh, currently is doing great on the um, consumption returns before many Chinese consumers they can they go abroad to buy those top premium products but now they 
don't need to go other countries to buy those products. They can easily travel to Hainan and they don't need to apply for a visa or they need to have a, they must not must be the passport holder. They can usually use the ID card, buy the ticket and come to Hainan and enjoy their staying and also buy a lot of products. You know, because I have a lot of friends, Chinese friends, you know, they went to the other countries. Difficulties, I think, in like, for example, simple thing, food. You know, yeah, they, coming they to Hainan, to, yeah. yeah. Buy overseas now, they can stay inside China and yes. buy whatever they want. Yes. Yeah, I also personally know some uh, expats living here in China um, who really favor Hainan, especially when it comes to its weather, yes. um, to beaches, yes. and um, most important of all, the recreational vibe here. And uh, Hainan is also a place with rich culture, right. especially when it comes to the Hakka people. So everybody, actually everybody here, even those um, who have some doubt, has... Um, quite high hope for Hainan, you know, to become a place where Hawaii meets uh, Dubai, um, as they say. But I want to ask all of you, uh, why not we start with Ruslan, would this idea be too ambitious for Hainan? So what's the plan? We have our, uh, we have our own very well set time goal, which is uh, by the year of 2025 to build the uh, free trade port. Uh, with Chinese characteristics here in Hainan. It's going to be the world's uh, most influential recognized free trade ports, like uh, Singapore, like uh, Hong Kong. Second, I think by the year of 2035, of course, we need to improve our business environment. It needs to achieve the uh, most high-level business environment in China. And by the year of 20, more than after that, we also need to achieve the... Uh, world's best business environment you know so we have very direct timeline and we are going there steadily step by step we besides building something you need to know how how to build it safely how to build it stable so what we're doing is the step by step we doing stable development stable growth of course, uh, besides uh, those goals, we also want to be build Hainan as an uh, international tourism and consumption destination. Secondly, we also would like to build Hainan as a medical destination. As I mentioned, Baalachong, we already have some foreigners working there, you know? You got MBA training here? Basketball, like uh, the, MBA. the team, yeah. Oh, yeah, MBA, a long time ago, they established a here company. They have a, they have a boutique. When they sell the products, they have an academy to teach kids and the young population to how to understand the professional basketball and stuff. And that's unique to And also Barcelona, which is the world's largest, I mean, the football club from Spain. They, I, I, actually, those football coaches are my best friends. I play a football each weekend after work with them, you know, by Monday and on Sundays. Um, they are very professional. They're, they're enjoying their staying here in Hainan. The Spanish people, they love Hainan. And um, besides also other, Sanya is also a very uh, good tourism destination. Actually in Hainan now, we have so many hotel chains, theme parks, you know, IP theme parks, you know, it's very important. Uh, we would like to create this kind of atmosphere when they come to Hainan and they can experience like those IP theme parks. Like for example, Beijing has a, Beijing Universal Resort. We're also inviting them to, to consider here in Hainan because the opportunity is great. 
you know, for example, 360 days of sunshine, the amusement rides are free, tax-free, you know, and then now is a tourism destination when the people from all over the China are coming to Hainan, you know, and the consumption is great too. So we inviting, we invite, we're trying our best um, to invite good companies here and also international and domestic brands to, to develop the industries. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from um, by listening to what Roslyn has there, uh, it sounds really rosy. You know, the picture sounds really rosy. But now we are going to have some, you know, tough stuff from, uh, from the scholar, uh, Bao Cheng. You've just mentioned some uh, challenges, um, like um, human resources, or what would, would you say is the biggest challenge for Hainan in meeting its target to become, you know, something like uh, uh, Dubai or the world's most popular tourist destination? Two outstanding challenges, and uh, the most daunting one is still uh, institutional confidence, because uh, China is very creative and it uh, can also make a lot more bold efforts as compared with many other countries. But uh, the policy stability and foreseeability is something of uh, controversy. So therefore, are they really firmly committed over a long-term growth rate? So that's something the whole world community are really watching uh, because, you know, the you, you normally compare this Hainan uh, uh, with Hong Kong with uh, Singapore, but uh, you know these places do not have a, a higher boss in terms of economic decisions per se. Therefore, how to uh, streamline the relationship and how to empower the local decision making from the central government to the local ones. So that's something that needs to be watched. Uh, the second is that uh, because Hainan Island is so large, uh, 30 times as large as Hong Kong, and therefore it does not only need a roadmap for a general development, but they also need a face-to-face -face approach, you know, to develop different regions and develop uh, different industries that can give a very clear picture uh, for those potential investors to stay. So Rosalind really pinpointed a very important issue that, uh, you know, Expo is something that uh, it's a show. It's more like a reception or, or trial. But uh, how they can really get parked over there as the investors for greenfield operation or for a long-term joint venture with uh, uh, any other either domestic or international partners, that's something that's uh, most important. So uh, right now, I think it is still a trial run, both for uh, China, uh, I, uh, Chinese uh, Hainan Island as a platform and also for international brands and how they are there not only to exhibit their products but also to get a better sense of what china can offer and what china can really offer sustainably so this is something that's important because business after all uh, boils down to one very important word which is confidence so confidence in the foreseeability in transparency in the manageability and uh, so this is uh you know the uh I think the Chinese government can do that, but uh, they also need to have a long way to learn. Uh, for example, to address cleaner government and to address the uh, synchronization of different tax schemes, etc. Uh, to learn from uh, Singapore, from Hong Kong, etc. So that needs to be a step-by-step uh, -step approach, given all the glorious ambition. Indeed. 
That's a lot to do. So last question goes to Zijun. And on a scale of zero to ten, how likely is that AXA、um, will provide any insurance for such a plan? What are the biggest uncertainties in this regard? Yeah, I think AXA is. First, it's a great pleasure to to be here in the Hainan Expo and meet various stakeholders here, including governments, corporates, and individuals.、Uh, as I mentioned,、uh, we see very encouraging and pleasing signal of Hainan. If I remember well, the theme of Hainan Exposition is share open opportunities and create a better life. And insurance industry, actually, as well as finance industry, is the first one to encouraging openness and something that Hainan must do as a free trade zone because you welcome people to come, you welcome to people to spend their leisure time in Hainan. And at the same time, we are addressing different kinds of issues like climate change and、uh, biodiversity, which is a key for the tourist center as well, because people are enjoying a very、uh, sustainable tourism. So、uh, that's why we need a very local ecosystem from governments to private. Uh, sectors to work together to fight climate change, and、uh, as I mentioned, we signed a strategic MOU、uh, with the Hainan IDB, and we are exploring cooperations in the free trade port and provide、uh, different services, global products including ecological agriculture,、uh, new energy vehicles. High-end medical treatment and so on. Of course, all in complying with local laws and regulation. Of course, you didn't answer my question of from zero to ten. How likely is AXA to provide such a, an assurance for Hainan to become something or some a place like Dubai or Singapore, as the Belgian just mentioned? I think. Uh, it's a hard question, actually. We do not have any、uh, presence in Hainan yet, and we are here to learn more about the customer preference to understand better the opportunity here. I think、uh, I think AXA should be very confident, and、uh, from side of the Hainan IDB,、uh, I think AXA shouldn't worry about the service. We will provide the best service to the AXA to achieve their own goals, and then to. Utilize the preferential policies and to find their new opportunities here in Hainan. I am here today actually to give this confidence to the not only AXA but all the international and domestic companies. Hainan is becoming something new that you cannot miss. If you miss, sorry, the chances or the train is gone. So basically speaking, our organization Hainan IDB, our slogan is invest in Hainan. We run for your business, and we will provide the full scope of services to help you achieve your own goals. Like、uh, Bauchun just said, confidence is gold. And with that, we've come to the end of this episode of Chat Lounge. Many thanks to Dr. Liu Bauchun, Director of the Center for International Business Ethics at University of International Business and Economics, Ruslan Tulanov, Global Media Officer of the Hainan Provincial Bureau of International Economic Development, and. Shenzhou Managing Director of Oxa Climate Greater China for your insights. You can leave a review for us either on the topic or on the show. Please subscribe to the Chat Lounge for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Tuyun Singh. Thank you for listening. See you next week.